Oh, join me in a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would um, be with us all tonight. Give us um, just an, an ear to hear your word. Father, speak through me. I pray that um, our fellowship tonight would be sweet. And I, I lift up all this in your name. Amen. As Christians, we, we are called to love one another and to care for one another. Divulging more on that, it means we should consider how devoted are we to one another. How much action can we attribute back to the ways in which we care for one another? To what extent do we go to comfort one another? And more importantly, how often are we praying for one another? The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 24 to 27, But God has combined the members of the body and has given great honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is part of it. There Paul reminds us that the body of Christ is made up of many different parts, and that each part is important and has a role to play. We are all called to use our unique gifts and abilities to serve one another and to build up the body of Christ. So tonight, my goal is to talk a little bit more about how exactly um, we can walk alongside another, one another, being devoted. How we can care for one another. How we can comfort one another. How we can pray for one another. During last week's devotion, Pastor Damien encouraged us not to see ourselves, excuse me, not to see ourselves merely as a spectator, but an active participant, a vital part, a co-worker in God's field, seeing our gifts as, a, as ways to bless your brothers and sisters in the name of Christ, that it would be made great, that our faith would increase to the glory of God and the expansion of his kingdom. Well, brothers and sisters, what better way to do that than to die to ourselves and live for the glory of God in others? by dedicating an intentional aspect of our lives to be involved in the lives of our brethren. So I look forward to exploring um, with you all tonight the importance of praying for and caring for one another as members of the body of Christ. One of the multitudes of many ways that we can care for one another is by being devoted to one another. In Romans 12.10, Paul writes... Be devoted to one another in love. 
Honor one another above yourselves. When we are devoted to one another, we are showing love and respect to one another. We are putting the needs of others before our own needs. And we are willing to make sacrifices for the sake of others. In 1 Samuel, Jonathan shows such a selfless devotion to his friend David. And as the story goes, Jonathan makes a covenant with David, promises to protect him from harm. In verse 3 of chapter 18, it states, because he loved him as his own soul. Chapter 20, verse 4, goes on to say, whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. And we all know what David was destined to be, even in the spite of King Saul's jealousy. He had a devoted, loyal, selfless friend in Jonathan. We can't run this this race alone, brothers and sisters. We we cannot be independent. We can't be self-sufficient. We need support and care of our fellow believers. This is a lifeline of the Christian body. Being devoted to one another also means that we are committed to each other's spiritual growth. In Colossians 4, 2-3, Paul writes, devote, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. When we pray for one another, we are lifting each other up, asking God to work in our lives. We're also showing that we are committed to each other's spiritual growth and well-being. Paul was such a devoted gift to the body and set quite the example of what that looked like, especially regarding our spiritual health. If we were the modern-day Ephesus, I can only imagine what that letter would read. But I can guarantee the depth of which Paul would go, committed to seeing us grow out of our worldly ways. They surely try to cancel Paul today, but he definitely find ways to reach the ears of God's people. We are blessed to have such devoted elders who embody what Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers as an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and all the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers. I thought about cutting that down, and it was just so much substance in the flow of that entire portion of the verse that I couldn't help but read the entire thing. But like our elders, we are to be committed to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and prioritize our relationships with them, make time for them, support them, encourage them. We We do not treat our relationships with other believers as optional or secondary. They are an essential part of our lives as Christians. Moving along, and that's one of the things we should always hold 
when we think about how are we to care for one another. I think that's one aspect of a God-glorifying life that we should value. When we care for one another, we are showing compassion and empathy. We are willing to help each other in times of need, and we are willing to share each other's joys and sorrows. Caring for one another also means that we are willing to listen to each other and to offer support and encouragement in the same spirit that feeds our devotion to one another. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11, Paul writes, Therefore, encourage one another and build one one another up, just as, as you are doing. When we encourage and lift up and lift each other up, it's helping us grow in our faith as well. A lot of us were introduced to faith because someone else showed a compassionate heart towards our soul. Sunday after Sunday, we are privileged to be reminded of the Almighty One who cared for sinners that were much more deserving of wrath and dying on that cross for our sins because He loved and cared for us. Christ is the ultimate pinnacle of one anothering that we'd never be able to surpass. So without such pressure, how difficult is it truly to genuinely love and care for one another? Well, I can tell you from experience, the only thing that tends to get in the way is looking right back at me when I look in the mirror. I know I could surely grow in the way I care for others. How often do I pass on the opportunity to fellowship? To be intentional about checking on a brother, valuing my alone time or me time. Is it because I don't care? A gut check for sure. Not to say there's anything wrong with spending time alone, especially with the Lord. But he gives us the strength to be exactly what the body needs when the body needs it. I encourage us all to walk in that truth. As 1 Corinthians 12, 24 to 25 states, God has so composed the body, giving, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. This means that we are to be attentive to the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we are to actively seek to meet those needs. Keyword, actively. It's okay to be willing and ready, but waiting for someone to ask you is not a good, good excuse, brethren. It's way more impactful to be proactive and to actively seek out those who may be in need. I would hate to be the person that says, you know, I would have loved to have help, but no one asked me. Don't wait to be asked, brethren. Engage. Put it out there. Whatever it is that may be of help to the body. The Lord has blessed us with many gifts that we can use to care for one another. We should not turn a blind eye to each other's struggles or hardships. Instead, come alongside them. It is our duty to show the same love and compassion that Christ has shown us. Verse 26 Continuing in 1 Corinthians, same chapter, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, 
all rejoice together. In 1 John 3.18, Jesus told us to not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. As they say, actions speak louder than words. Nothing kickstarts an opportunity to extend care towards a brother or sister than a warm embrace or handshake, followed by a genuine interest into their lives in that moment. You know, the number one incomplete sentence in my Christian life has always been this question. How are you doing? That's it. How are you doing? There's so much more substance to be had in that question. How about, how are you doing spiritually, brother? How are you doing financially with inflation these days, brother? How are you doing in your marriage, brother? How are you doing in your role at work, brother? Or sister? Any opportunity to witness to a coworker? Instead, what do I do? How you doing, bro? And what's the number one reply? Good. I'm doing all right. How about you? And admittedly, I probably talk more about myself than engaging deeper with my brother. Prayerfully, I get better at that because I do care about all of you. So I have a favor. If I ask anyone how they're doing after this, just stare at me. (laughs) Let the silence be awkward. It's okay. Because I'll probably remember this moment and hopefully add something more substantial to the question. May we all take a passion to listening and being an edifying part of the body to be whatever they need. Sometimes it's a need of prayer. Sometimes it could be a practical need. I recently had to replace all four tires on my car. And Brother Izzy was the perfect resource to help me figure out what tires to get, what the cost might look like, etc., Now, I wish the potholes and debris on New Jersey roads cared as much for my tires as Brother Izzy did. And maybe I wouldn't have a nail in one of them right now as we speak. I promise I'm going to get that fixed soon. Hopefully tomorrow. But brethren, caring for one another applies to both our spiritual growth in Christ And a lot of times, the practical areas of life where God allows us to use our gifts to serve one another. I think we can all take a moment to think about times you felt cared for by a brother or sister in Christ. Praise the Lord, for these are examples of how He cares for us. What the Lord also does for us with no stipulation, is comfort his people. As Christians, we, we all face times of difficulty and struggle. During these times, it is important that we comfort one another. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, Paul writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So when we comfort one another, we are showing that we care about each other's well-being and that we are willing to support each other through difficult times. While it's never easy to go through a difficult time, I think it's even more difficult to go through it alone. Internalizing anything that brings us worry or burden, opposed to leaning on a brother or sister for comfort only compounds the agony or adversity that we're actually going through. We'll hear more, we'll, we'll hear more about bearing each other's burdens next week. It's such a solace. That's why things like prayer lists, home groups, and corporate prayer are so important. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, we are told, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. God has given each of us unique gifts and abilities, and we are called to use these gifts to serve one another and to build up the body of Christ. This means that we should be willing to use our gifts and talents to help others, whether it's through serving in our church, volunteering our time, at the sacrifice of doing something else that we wanted to do, or simply using our gifts to bless those around us. Our gifts help us meet each other's needs. Our desire to see others saved and sharing our hope in Christ is a gift we all have to share and cost those who hear it nothing. Even, our, even in our own trials and tribulations, despite how hard they can be, we can still be a blessing to others, even in our own struggles. In Christ, there isn't a need that cannot be met. What a great comforter we serve. When we use our gifts to serve others, we are not only showing love and care for them, but we are also glorifying God. And amen to that. One last aspect of how we can care for one another is by praying for one another. In James 5, verse 16, we're told, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When we pray for one another, we are lifting each other up to God and asking Him to work in our lives. Prayer is such a powerful tool, brethren. Anything we ask, rejoice, or repent for in the name of 
of the Father opens up a door with unlimited capacity to influence our reality better than we tend to think we can on our own. And I'm speaking to myself when I say that. When we pray for one another, we are showing that we believe in the power of God to bring about change in our lives and in the lives of those around us. We are also demonstrating our faith in God's love and provision for his children. Even when we know not what to pray for, God gives us the words to speak that apply to all Christians. Just as in Colossians 1, where Paul, speaking to the church, says, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I mean, wow. If you are ever in the moment and you don't know what to say in a prayer or how to pray, what an example. If a brother or sister comes to mind and maybe you don't know their specific need, I can guarantee you that prayer applies. If anyone prays like that for me, or with me, what a blessing. The world's challenges, plights, artificial gratifications pale in comparison to the all-sufficient provider we have in Christ. May we all continue to pray without ceasing for all of our needs, both spiritual and physical, providential and practical. If you haven't experienced a home group yet, I would definitely recommend it. I'm always blessed by the singing, the rejoicing, the eating, the drinking. Thai tea at the Bacard home will change your life. But more importantly, the praying. Intimate prayer amongst the brethren has always been a vessel the Lord has used in my life to feel his comfort. The depths we go as a body into prayer is why prayer meetings are so important. May we relish in the opportunity we have to commune with our Father as he supplies the needs of his people. And sometimes, even in our own need, when we may be the one in need of prayer, God may use us to continue praying for others even more. Look at Job. The end of that book, chapter 42, verses 7 through 10, you can see the Lord actually rebukes his friends for sort of the way they approached him while he was going through his adversity and his struggle. Joe, maybe it was you. What'd you do wrong? 
Yet we see Job pray for them. These same friends in Job's sufferings tried to comfort him, but they also accused him of wrongdoing. And, you know, that must have explained why he was going through his trial. And Job could have got defensive, could have been bitter. You don't know what you're talking about. What kind of friends are you guys? You're not the one going through this. But Job asked God to forgive them and not hold their sin against them. What a powerful example of humility, forgiveness. It shows us that even in the midst of his suffering, Job was still concerned for the well-being of others and sought to pray for them. So there will be times, brethren, where even in the midst of our own suffering, we are still called to love and care for one another. This is a powerful way to make a meaningful difference in each other's lives. And let us never feel like it's not enough. Look at what the, look at what the Lord did for Job. Praise God for restoration. So, as we near the end, definitely wanted to summarize some practical ways that we could pray and care for one another. Put these things into our our daily lives. I think it, simply put, start by praying for each other daily. Set some time aside. Pray for the people in your life. Pray for their needs and concerns. If you don't know what they are, ask. How you doing? No. How you doing spiritually? Is there anything specifically that I can pray for? And ask God, ask ask God to do a work in their lives. Be active. Reach out. If you know someone that's going through a difficult time, offer your support. Maybe you may not have anything to give them but a, a listening ear and words of comfort and encouragement. Celebrate with each other. We rejoice as well. When someone in your life experiences success or joy, celebrate with them. Extend the congratulations and let them know that you are happy. Praise the Lord. You are happy for them. Serve each other. Look for opportunities to serve. Oh, I would have I went. No one asked me. Oh, I would have participated. I would have contributed. Man, but no one asked me. This could be something as simple as making a meal for someone who is sick or offering to help with tasks around the house to, to free up some time for parents. Maybe you watch their children. It's another way to free up some time that they could spend together or do other things. I think another aspect that is a God-glorifying way to show love and care is forgiveness. But I think there's a willingness to forgive that goes along with that. Bitterness negates everything that we discussed tonight. Or at least it would make it very difficult to do any of it in love. When someone hurts, when someone hurts us, it can be difficult to forgive them. But as Christians, we are called to forgive others just as God has forgiven us. 
So we should be willing to extend forgiveness. So in conclusion, I want to emphasize that this isn't optional, brothers and sisters. We are called to pray for and care for one another. We are all part of the same family. And we should treat each other with love, holding one another in high esteem. We should be devoted to one another, caring for one another, comforting one another. And always have a heart to pray for one another. Let us remember that our actions have the power to impact the lives of of those around us. We all wake up each day with the choice to truly embrace that. And ask the Lord for His guidance, for His direction. Lord, open up an opportunity to be a witness today. Lord, open up an opportunity for a conversation with a family member who I haven't spoken to in a long time, or a friend who wronged me, or someone that I wronged, and I've never worked, enough, worked up enough boldness to die to self and apologize and be accountable. Early in my, my Christian walk, um, the go-to phrase in our youth ministry that I was a part of at the time, it was always, be a light, or don't dim your light, or let your light shine. As we take the time to pray for and care for one another, we are demonstrating our love for God and our commitment to His plan for our lives. In the world, full of its darkness, they see it whether they choose to acknowledge it or not. They see it. So may the Lord light up every room we walk into, every conversation we initiate or participate in, and any opportunity to serve that we act on. So let us make a conscious effort to reach out to someone in our lives who could use our support. Let us pray for their needs, offer words of encouragement and comfort. Let us celebrate the successes, the joys of those around us, and be willing to serve and forgive one another. And may God be glorified as we're humbled and edified and continued to be molded in the image of his son. Amen. Amen.